Hello, I am Joshua P. Warren, and this is Joshua P. Warren Daily. One thing, as you know, that I am really excited about is the lineup of experiments that I will be doing over 2019. I mean, just one thing after another, and I've already had some, I would consider it amazing success with a completely new type of groundbreaking experiment um and i i'm almost ready to share it with you so i hate to tease you with that but um i have to get it really honed because i believe it's going to end up on television pretty soon so uh however what i do want to do is um touch on some of the time travel experiments that i've been doing Of course, 2018 has been a huge year for me. Uh, You remember perhaps back in the summer, I discovered some kind of a time anomaly north of Las Vegas, and that story went all over the news worldwide. And of course, I did that thanks to the invention by engineer Ronald Heath called the DT meter, the differential time rate meter, the first user-friendly device that one can put in one's hands in order to go out and look for time anomalies. And I've become quite proficient using this meter. I've now used it at various places around both Nevada and California, and uh, I've not yet found another anomaly, but it's just a matter of time. No pun intended. So what I am going to do is uh, continue taking what I'm learning about time and how to measure it and applying it to experiments to see if I can create a time anomaly. And, you know, earlier this year, I posted some pictures showing you an experiment that I was doing using lasers, basically creating a vortex to see if I could manipulate time that way. So I told you recently about an email I got from a listener in Texas named Stephen, and he had a really interesting idea, which makes a lot of sense. Um, he feels it's possible that uh, that light is related to gravity slash space-time in the same way that electricity is related to magnetism. And uh, what he's saying very closely parallels what some of the physicists are saying who study this kind of thing. And so Stephen's idea was to take a very large coil of fiber optic cable and fire a laser through it and then measure the area around it using the differential time rate meter to see if that creates any kind of a disturbance or measurable change. And he went so far as to say, I actually have almost one mile of fiber optic cable. Now we're talking about what over 5,000 feet of fiber optic cable, uh, about as big around as your finger. A gigantic, heavy roll of this stuff. He sent me a couple of pictures, and he said, you know, we can use this uh, as long as you've got you know the laser and you've got the uh, the differential time rate meter. Well. I I did some research on the type of laser that would be best for it, uh, how much um, we should lose in terms of uh, the distance, and uh, Mobius did some calculations, and we've been going back and forth. And anyway, I ended up buying a laser. And so this laser 
that I think is going to be right for this project is going to be arriving within the next couple of days. I might even get it tomorrow. So I'm pretty excited about that. I have to be careful with it. This is not the kind of thing that you just rip out of the box and play around with. I mean, it's sort of like a death ray. And so, um, and I know it's not that powerful. I mean, I didn't want to go overboard. I didn't want to like, you know, melt something, but I mean, it's, you, you definitely want to wear some safety goggles when you're using it. Let's put it that way, but it'll get the job done. It'll do the trick. So, uh, when that gets here, I'll have the right kind of laser. I've uh, I've already been experimenting with some different hookups using some pieces of fiber optic uh, cable that I've got here. The problem is that this big spool of cable that Stephen has is not in Texas where he lives. It's stored on a piece of property in a very remote section of central Missouri. Um, so remote, I mean, we're talking, you know, it's, he said it's like it's seven or eight miles or whatever, just to get to like the nearest motel or gas station. I mean, it's, it's in a, a wooded area with no facilities, probably no cell phone signals or, you know, any, any, any stuff like that. And so, um, I do not have the time right now to jump on a plane and fly to, Missouri just to trudge out into the woods and find this piece of cable and do this experiment. Um, not to mention the fact this is you know a, a risky time to fly uh, in that area with the winter coming and, and such. And I do have some trusted folks who are within reasonable driving range who could go there and do the experiment, but I would like to be directing them through Skype or something like that as they do it in real time. And so if, I, if I'm if i not sure that we're going to have a signal or a connection, well, then I'd, I'd hate to just toss them out there and make them do this big trip and possibly you know get there and have a question about how to do something and not be able to ask it. And so it'd be a bust for everybody. So this is really something that I need to do myself in order to do it properly. I know I've been thinking about it. I have a background in this kind of stuff now. I've got the tools, etc. And I have a lot of friends that I can call if something comes up that I have a question about. You know, I have some of the most brilliant engineers and technicians and scientists in the world that I can call up any moment if I have a question. And uh, they know I will not waste their time. And I, you know, we, they're interested in what I'm doing. So I'm really the best person to do this. So I'm suggesting that instead of us, especially at this time of year, uh, getting somebody out there into the middle of nowhere in Missouri for this particular uh, spool of cable, I'm suggesting, well, I find a similar spool closer to home. And right now that means in Las Vegas. I should be here in Vegas for... Um, well, at least the next month, I guess, uh, I'm probably going to have to go out of town starting in February and then I'll be, um, I'll be bouncing in and out depending on how some of these TV projects develop that I'm working on here. But anyway, um, so I am, uh, just now reaching out to some of the local companies here that provide fiber optic cable. And uh, this is a weird conversation, by the way, to start up with somebody just 
cold turkey, you know, just, <laughs> hi, uh, my name is Joshua Warren, and I'm experimenting with space-time warps, and uh, so, you know, and, and I'd rather uh, deal with somebody who already kind of knows who I am and what I'm doing and what this is about. So, um, I'm just now really, like I say, starting to reach out, because hell, you know, Christmas is just now over. I have uh, one or two friends I'm going to email here in a moment and uh, that might do the trick but if you are in the uh you know not necessarily the vegas area but if you're kind of you know within reasonable driving range you know i'll drive a few hours or whatever if if i need to uh and you have got um a big nice spool of fiber optic cable and now this is cable that obviously has to be in good condition so it's all completely 100% intact I need access to both ends of the cable uh, so I can make certain that the beam is passing completely through um, and I and you know we don't have to go as extreme as a mile I mean I say if you've got at least 1,000 feet of it um, that would you know that's that's a start you know that's something for us to take very seriously for this experiment i want you to contact me and let me know and uh, this whole experiment will take about 30 minutes just to get there to set up everything properly obviously i'll document this process best i can and uh you know i want to just we'll just make sure that everything is done uh safely and, and effectively and uh will have the result almost instantaneously you know because when we hit the button and the beam shoots through we look at the dt meter and see what happens because nothing is supposed to happen according to what we know about traditional physics so if we hit the button and the dt meter deviates well holy crap we have just figured out how to manipulate space time and that is step one in creating a functional time machine. As a matter of fact, you could even technically say at that point that it is a time machine. Um, so you see how interesting of an opportunity this is. And um, I, am, I have no doubt that this has already been done in in black projects you know at area 51 and in secret military facilities i mean i mean they're probably way way ahead of this but in terms of you know what's available to us civilians us regular citizens here um this would be a pretty big deal you know to have this and have it fully disclosed and let everybody sort of understand what we did and how we did it and uh, how we can build upon it so that said if once again you have a substantial length of fiber optic cable and you happen to be within my vicinity and that's that's a flexible thing uh, depending on the circumstances i might be willing to jump on an airplane and take a short flight or something like that um and and you understand what's going on that'll help me out that's a big asset for me rather than trying to explain from ground zero what I'm doing here to a complete stranger who's looking at me like a crazy guy you know um and another option would be uh, we I mean we're talking about doing this with large cable that's like as big around as as your finger but it'd be worth doing even if it is smaller um and so it may be 
that you're in a position where you have just a big large spool of fiber optic cable that you could ship to me and uh, and I'm not talking about some kind of like behemoth that you have to roll around in a hand truck I mean I don't want something that heavy if we're going to ship it it should be the kind of thing you know that you can carry um, but uh, it, that's another option so I'm just tossing this out there a lot of people listen to this podcast and it's amazing the feedback I get when I just toss things like this out there so um, if you think that you might have a way of assisting with getting me and my equipment to a large coil of fiber optic cable, go to joshuapwarren.com, scroll down to the bottom, you'll find my email address there, it is contact at joshuapwarren.com, and uh, there's not a period after the P, you can email me, that goes directly to me, and we'll see what we can do. And uh, if this works out and we actually get some kind of a deviation, this will be gigantic international news and you will be a part of it and you'll be a part of uh, some earth shattering research. So this has a lot of great potential and uh, it's just another reason that I love my life and I love doing this podcast. So tonight is another reason (laughs) that I'm happy because it's phase two of the roulette wheel experiment. So tonight at 8 p.m. Pacific time, I will be in a casino. I have uh, the results. I'm going to go ahead uh, and keep the polls open a little longer if anybody else who didn't get to vote wants to vote. But but let let me reiterate now. I only want you to vote on whether the roulette wheel is going to be red, black, or green tonight if you were correct last week. Last week, the right answer was red. And so if you chose red, then I want you to participate in the new experiment, the new phase that I'm doing tonight. Otherwise, please do not. You will actually mess me up. So therefore, um, I'm going to be there at 8 p.m. tonight, and I'm going to spin twice with money on the table. And I'm going to do this to see if this is actually uh, working. You know, if, if when you ask a, a group of people who are inclined to think about this type of stuff um, to give you a prediction, is the, is the majority going to be the prediction? And, and if not, that's fine. Uh, is there anybody out there, or especially a group of people out there, who are so good at this that they will eventually get it correct 10 times in a row because that is how you become a millionaire in this little experiment. So tonight when I uh, do this, like I say, it'll probably, I don't know, it'll probably take me five minutes for them to, or, yeah, five minutes or so for them to spin the wheel two times. Soon as I have the result, I'm going to sit down and I'm going to send out a tweet and I'm going to tell you what the result was and then I will have a new link. And that new link will say, if you got it right, please go to this link to continue the experiment on to phase three. Now, I got a message today from a good friend, an investigator that is, well, often called Slim these days. Uh, I don't know if she wants me to use her real name or not, so I won't take a chance, but uh, she is 
one of our good friends and investigators there in Western North Carolina that I got to meet just earlier this year when I did my event here in Vegas called Finding Your Magic. And one of the things that we taught in the Finding Your Magic event was uh, remote viewing techniques. And she uh, has been using remote viewing techniques. And uh, so she made a very good point that now that we're getting into multiple spins, this is a good time for you to use that remote viewing technique because sometimes one spin can kind of get, you know, can kind of blur into another spin in the psychic mind's eye. And that makes a lot of sense to me that uh, especially as we get along and we, we get up to the six spins in a row, seven spins in a row, eight I mean, that's probably a big challenge. It all is going to start kind of looking the same. So I might want to think about um, applying some kind of a, a name to each individual spin that gives it a personality so that each one stands out in some way. But regardless of, of that, uh, this is something that you can do on your own. If you don't know a very basic remote viewing technique that anybody can use and and make a, a, a lot of uh, money from, frankly, if you're good at it, uh, you need to read my ebook called Finding Your Magic. You can download it right now. Uh, if you go to joshuapwarren.com, click the link to the Curiosity Shop, and scroll down and you'll see a, a white banner there that says finding your magic and if you click that you can see a video of me talking about this and you'll see that even though you get the ebook instantly well you also get something pretty damn cool in the mailbox something physical so um that's a really good suggestion slim thank you for that i appreciate it immensely and uh you know, if you had not sent me that, I probably would not have thought of doing it. But I am going to be, uh, I think, taking her advice and um, maybe trying to give each of these spins a little bit more identity to help out those of you who are using an associative remote viewing type technique. But uh, the great thing about finding your magic is that the whole point of the book is that not everything works for everybody and people often get exasperated because they try one thing for them whether it's remote viewing or dowsing or meditation or crystal ball reading or wishing machines or wands they try one thing and it doesn't work and they go up oh, hooey and then they just blow the whole thing off Finding Your Magic is about a, a process that I created that matches your personality type up with the form of magic that is most likely to work for you. The success of this has been phenomenal. Uh, you would not believe the feedback I've been getting since I produced and released this earlier in the year from people around the world who are having, for the first time ever, uh, incredible breakthroughs when it comes to almost superhuman abilities because they finally realized the thing that, that that they needed to specifically be matched up with and the great thing about finding your magic is that uh 
this process is is designed for you to work through on your own. So it's a very private, personal thing. It's not like that you have to get some uh, insight from me. I don't care if you ever contact me in your whole life, but you're going to be able to do this for yourself because there are questions that you have to ask yourself that require honest answers. And you don't need to tell me what those answers are. You just have to be honest with yourself. And if you go through and you ask yourself some of these questions and then you answer yourself honestly, then you can use this to quickly figure out which one of these techniques and methods is going to most likely be the one that that just clicks for you so that you have that breakthrough and you start living a truly magical serendipitous synchronistic life where things start just falling into place for you and i think if you listen to this podcast and you know about my life you can see that i am living proof of that i've been able to do just about everything that I've ever imagined wanting to do. And uh, my big challenge in life has been figuring out what to do, because when you know you can do just about anything, uh, <laughs> uh, it's kind of overwhelming. Well, suddenly it's like, well, be careful what you wish for, because you're going to get it. You know, you're going to get it. And so um, if you are if you are having any kind of problem in your life connecting with deeper insight things that science says is impossible you know being psychic having an extra ability to see a little deeper to break out of the routine that you're sort of crammed into every day and the stress that comes with that you have got to read finding your magic i i made it short and concise and to the point and interactive and uh like i say you can be reading it right now all you have to do is go to joshuapwarren.com, go to the Curiosity Shop, find the link. As soon as you buy it, you get an instant download, and boom, you're reading it tonight and tomorrow. You could be a completely different person and amaze yourself and everybody else around you. And uh, if you don't believe it, I'm telling you, it comes with a 100% money-back guarantee. That is how confident I am. And you know what? Not one person has ever asked for their money back. As a matter of fact, I've had people send me gifts as, as extra gratitude for what it did in their lives. So anyway, enough of that. Listen, tonight I'm going to the casino. 8 p.m. I'm making the bet. If you're interested in this experiment, hover around your Twitter account there a little after 8 p.m. Las Vegas time. That's going to be 11 p.m. East Coast U.S. time. And uh, I'll let you know what happens. It's kind of exciting, isn't it? Because regardless of where this goes, um, I, I let me just put it this way. there Last week, there was a, a slight majority on what the color would be. This week, now that we have two spins... There, it's unquestionable. Okay, there is a huge majority for spin one and a huge majority for spin two. So it's pretty clear to me, unless something uh, like crazy happens between now and 8 p.m. tonight uh, Pacific time, I know already how I'm going to bet. I mean, it's it's like I say, it's pretty overwhelming, and I find that fascinating. So. 
We'll see. We'll see. Um, follow my Twitter account, at Joshua P. Warren. If you go to my website, you'll find a section there that uh, has my Twitter stuff. And you'll find the link to this podcast. It's Joshua P. Warren Daily. It's always short, always free, independent. And you can subscribe through various means if you click the link to the podcast. Or if you follow me on Twitter at Joshua P. Warren, I'll tweet when a new one is available. Okay, so that's it for today. Thank you for listening. Thank you for your interest and support. Thank you for staying curious. And I will talk to you again soon.